you know, we, we back in the 80s, this is the early 90s even, uh, we thought that being vegan itself was healthy. Um, there were very few, uh, now Dr. Esselstyn knew better by then, and uh, a few others knew better, but we, we were still in the realm of, um, you know, uh, as long as it's vegan, you're, you're, you're doing good for yourself and good for the, the planet. Um, but I gained 200 pounds on a vegan diet. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of our True Form Life community. If you're tuning in as a new listener or if you've been listening to us for years, we are nationally syndicated across the country. We're on seven terrestrial radio stations, and many of you may be listening as a podcast around the world. It's absolutely amazing to bring like-minded people together. Now, today we're bringing on another fantastic guest. This is Chef Del Shroff. And he's an absolute pleasure. We had so many great, great conversations around food or having kids help out in the kitchen around plant-based. Now, today I should mention that we are going to be talking about his new book called The China Study Family Cookbook. Now, Dell is vegan. These recipes are vegan. And they're also plant-based, of course, <laughs> being vegan. So we've got a lot of tips and takeaways. Dell actually lost over 200 pounds if you can imagine you did hear earlier in the intro he gained 200 on a vegan diet if you could imagine but he's just going to talk about regular things that he did cooking wise and eating wise and then lifestyle of how he's able to drop over 200 pounds and work towards living that healthy lifestyle we that we talk about so often here on exploring mind and body super excited to share this with you sit back and enjoy we got all that coming up on this is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to Exploring Mind and Body. We have Dell with us, who we're going to talk about his brand new book here. But before we get into those details, I want to welcome you to the show, Dell. So thank you so much for being here with us. Hey, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So, Del, your book is called, I'm looking at it right here. Let me just hold it up for those of us, those of our listeners that are, are going to be watching. So, if you're listening on air only, I've got Del here uh, through a Skype recorder here, and we actually get to see him. So, that's kind of cool. Uh, Del, this is called the China Study Family Cookbook. And I guess, again, before we get into those details, tell us about yourself and how you got into working with plant based foods and being a chef. Yeah, it was it was almost an accident actually. I um I was in school at Ohio State University, uh, studying business and hating it, and decided that I was going to drop out, much to my my parents' chagrin. And I um I went to work for a vegetarian restaurant here in Columbus, Ohio, as assistant manager. Uh, I ended up staying there eight and a half years and uh, moved out of front of the house management to back of the house management and into cooking. Uh, I've been cooking since I was eight years old, so it was an easy transition. I, I decided that's where I wanted to be, and eight and a half years later, I was vegan and opening up my own vegan bakery. Um, so I did that for four years, and of course, the vegan bakery back then, you know, we, we back in the 80s, this is the early 90s even, uh, we thought that being vegan itself was healthy. 
Um, there were very few, but now Dr. Esselstyn knew better by then, and uh, a few others knew better. But we we were still in the realm of um, you know, uh, as long as it's vegan, you're, you're you're doing good for yourself and good for the the planet. Um, but I gained 200 pounds on a vegan diet, and wow. uh, found out the hard way that you 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 can't eat whatever you want. <laughs> you got <laughs> to got to think differently about food choices. So uh, that that's how I got started. Um, I left the vegan bakery and started my own um, uh, meal delivery service, and eventually that led me to where I'm at now, which is Wellness Form Health. We are a, a healthcare company that focuses on um, uh, making informed consumers and teaching them that uh, diet trumps all uh, when it comes to a lot of our chronic conditions, and, and it certainly has helped me. So what are the things that you guys do at well, wellness form health is that what it's called yeah wellness form health um we're primarily education driven so we believe that it's the right of all consumers to have the 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 basic information to know the risks and benefits of all tests procedures medications um and decisions that affect their health and and given that knowledge most people will choose a dietary intervention over medical intervention uh, currently you don't have that option so we work with both consumers and healthcare providers. So we work with the consumers to make you better able to have the conversation, to, to, to make you better informed, to be able to ask the right questions. With um, healthcare professionals, we're working with doctors and dietitians and nurses and, and on and on and on to help them to incorporate this kind of protocol into their practices so that they, they too can have that informed decision, as we call it. So what kind of foods were you eating on a vegan diet that uh, caused you to gain – how much weight did you gain? I gained 200 pounds on a vegan diet. Now, I've always wow. been a big guy. I've been on diets all my life. But the, I went from um, around 230, 240 to almost 500 pounds um, on a vegan diet eating, you know, uh, foods that are high with oil, added oils, white flour, and sugar. Um, of course, baked goods and, and the like included um, – one of my early favorite dishes, I used to make this oven fried tofu dish, which we now make without oil. But back then we made it with oil. And, you know, tofu is high fat as it is, so it, it easily adds up. So eating a vegan diet, but eating the unhealthiest of choices. And then at, at, at the least healthy of those times, I can remember that um, sometimes going home from work after a 12 or 14 hour day and a six pack of beer and a bag of potato chips was dinner. Now, <laughs> don't judge, but that, 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 that was what it was, right? So it had some pretty uh, unhappy consequences for me. So you you moved from there into a, a different type of lifestyle. What was the the tipping point, or where was the time that you were like, I need to make a change from what's going on now to transitioning your life to losing? Would you say two hundred pounds? Over two hundred pounds. I um, in two thousand and five or so, um, about five years after, four years after I closed the bakery, I fell. Um, and I, I broke an ankle and my foot. I didn't have health insurance at the time. You know, we Americans back then didn't have universal health care. Um, so I didn't have health, health insurance and I was self-employed. And if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. So I got up off the ground. I, I walked into the house, wrapped my foot up in a, in a gauze bandage, uh, took some aspirin and, and went back to work. Now at 500 pounds, putting any kind of pressure on that kind of a break, it never really healed. And uh, it was about a year after that of walking around on pain medications and such, working only when I could, and et cetera, et cetera, that I decided I needed to do something differently. 
And I'd been aware of the Wellness Forum. We were here in the same town together. Um, I'd been manufacturing some product for them and decided that maybe I needed to, to ask for help, and I did. Um, I became a member of the Wellness Forum. I took our, our introductory course called, back then it was Wellness 101. Um, now it's called Informed Health 101. And um, started to change my, my relationship with food. What, what was something, if, our, if there's someone of our listeners right now that are like, I need to make a change in my lifestyle, what was maybe the first thing or the easiest thing that helped you understand that this is how I make a change and this is how I can make a difference in my health? We can talk about in terms of like the, the easiest changes is to make. Um, you know, on a vegan diet, understanding that whole foods fuel the body and they fuel it in a way that works in synergy with the body to give you the nutrients that you need. And in other words, if you eat the right diet, you don't have to count calories, you don't have to count nutrients, um, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You, you eat until you're full and then you stop, okay? Now, foods that, that there are foods that help, those in the whole foods, low-fat, plant-based beans, grains, fruits and vegetables uh, in abundance, um, those foods are great. You eat a lot of them. Um, and then foods that you, you know, don't want to eat as much of low quantities of, of high fat foods and things like that. And then staying away from oils and processed foods and sugar, white flour, um, et cetera. And, uh, uh, learning to do that made it a lot easier to understand, uh, how to make that change. Right. So getting rid of all of those things, the oil went out of the kitchen uh, the, the, I was not eating dairy at the time or, or meat, but, um, the, the white sugar the processed sugars gone, the white flour gone. Um, and it made it, it made a pretty good difference. Um, I started losing weight right away. What was it about the vegan lifestyle that you wanted to, or vegan food for, let's just say, why did you go that route? Why did I go vegan in the first place? You know, there are times when I think that it was because, you know, I was in a, in an environment, eight and a half years in a vegan or vegetarian restaurant, um, working with people who were either some were vegetarian, some were vegan, and some had very strong opinions about about what veganism was about, including the owner of the restaurant, though she was vegetarian uh, before she died, not vegan. The, a lot of it made sense. The discussion about how animals are treated in in um, um, animal agriculture in this country especially really resounded with me and then the impact on our environment also spoke loudly to me back then so it was you know it made it a lot easier to say well man maybe i don't need to do this and and after eight and a half years of eating all this amazing food that came out of our, our kitchen i was like well this isn't too hard uh there, there's no struggle here and i not really feel like i'm giving up much when i'm eating all this really amazing food so it's kind of an easy thing to do Sometimes a show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at True Form Life. So we're highly active. We'd love to connect with you. So find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show. Was it easy for you to continue on that vegan lifestyle? Do you eat 100% vegan right now? There were challenges. Like in the early days, I would eat vegan, but then at the holidays, home with family, 
Um, it was such an emotional hotbed of an issue that I would just go, I'd give up and, and eat what the family was eating and, and, and then go back, you know, after the holidays to my, my vegan diet. And then a couple of times I panicked after, um, um, when I wasn't like, when I was weighing 500 pounds and in a panic, I went back to meat eating, trying to thinking that I could, I could lose weight more quickly if I did that. And it actually didn't work at all. So, uh, but for a long time, for, for, for many years now, I've been strictly vegan and, um, uh, focusing more on whole foods than just veganism. Yeah, I think that's interesting about how you went back to your fa- you go to your family's house and they have meat and such. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Those of us that move towards a more of a plant based diet, those of us that live a healthier lifestyle, it's challenging when you go to family or friends and they have types of foods that you're not used to having. So maybe sometimes we don't want to hurt their feelings or we don't want to, I don't know, we don't want everyone to look at us like we got three heads <laughs> just because yeah. we want to make different yeah. choices. Well, it was it was almost more the the response when, um, when I finally did come out as strictly vegan to my family, the response was really kind of emotional. Actually, it was, I was amazed at some of the reactions that I got. Um, you know, my, my, we used to go to my aunt Jackie's house. She was kind of the, the glue that held the family together. And we were a large family back then. And I can remember, um, bringing in my own food and she goes, so what, my food's not good enough for you anymore. You know, <laughs> the kind of response that you get. Yeah. And one of my cousins walking by and looking at me and going, why do you, why do you, why are you being so difficult? And this is me cooking and taking my own food 100 miles to her house so I'm not imposing on anybody. I didn't walk in and say, hey, I can't have any of this around me. Hey, I can't be near this or anything like that. I'm like, hey, eat what you want. I'm going to eat what I want. And still you get this. And even my dad was like, why, why would you upset you know, your aunt like that? It's, so my mother was the same way. There's this emotional reaction of like, well, well, you know, what, how can I cook for you if, you, if you're, you know, you're not going to eat my cooking? I'm like, well, you, you could cook this way for me. And that, that never went over very well. So it was a long time of that um, before. And then finally, it was some of my younger cousins. I had two cousins, one from L.A. Um, that uh, is vegan. And she actually showed up um, with a, a vegan dish um, one year. And we sort of had this sort of bonding over it. And it kind of empowered us and made everyone else kind of like, oh, okay, there's, there's more to this than him just being a difficult person. This is a real thing. People actually yes, do real this. Thing. Well, and then, of course, you publish a cookbook, a, a vegan cookbook, and then everyone's like, oh, okay, so you're serious about this now, right? So you, 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 you want to get the family on board, publish that first vegan cookbook, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> That's probably a, a whole other interview, how to do that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I think that's powerful, powerful story right there or, or experience because I think we all go through it and we, when we do our coaching and working with our clients, it, it's the same thing around the holidays, around Christmas. It's so challenging to remain healthy and, and, and stick with your daily, or, or daily habits when you go to family. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, sure. Sure. Now let's get into the book a bit more, a beautiful cookbook. Tell us why you decided to go this route and just more details before we get into before we actually get into it. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, people are, are, have asked me uh, a lot of why a family cookbook. And I'm like, well, uh, if you think about it, we all come from one. So we, we all have this relationship with that part of our lives that um, we can respond to. The recipes, I think, are meant for, for everybody, whether you, 
whether you're cooking for your own family or not. Uh, they're very, very approachable recipes. They're they're kind of family favorites in my world and things that people can go, oh, I recognize that. Mac and cheese, oh, I get that. Pizza, oh, I get that. You know, foods that you identify with. And in a way, it makes it my favorite of the four cookbooks. Don't tell Forks Over Knives this, but it makes it my favorite cookbook <laughs> because of that that level of identity, the approachability of the of the recipes and the, and the ingredients in there that everyone can sort of see and understand. Beyond that, though, the stories that we tell of um, of people who have adopted the plant-based diet and had different levels of success, I think, are a key part of the book. So you get to meet the Campbell family who is all in. Uh, Dr. Campbell and his wife and their children and their grandchildren all eat this whole foods plant-based diet. Some of these kids have never seen animal foods on their plate before ever, right? And, and, and you hear their stories and um, what their parents went through and, and, and at school and all kinds of things. And then you hear the stories of others who go home and it's a mixed bag. So maybe one, one family member, yes, one family member, no. Um, one kid eats plant-based at home, but when he goes out in public, doesn't want to be embarrassed around his friends, so he eats what he wants, and his parents are, you know, what do you say about that, right? So you get to hear all of those stories, and I think those are very relatable. And then um, most importantly are the, the cooking tips for getting kids into the kitchen. You know, my, my, my quote is, kids who kick, cook become adults who cook. Right. And so the younger you get them into that kitchen, I was in there when I was seven years old. Uh, I had divorced parents. My dad had to learn how to cook, so he and I learned how to cook together. I've been cooking ever since. My younger brother's been cooking ever since. Um, but getting kids in there, and we, we talk about very young kids, you know, two, two years old, and they're banging pots and pans and doing whatever they can to contribute and then making them a part of that whole process, the decision-making and all, um, really goes a long way towards getting them on board. Yeah, that's, it's so important to get the kids involved, and, and that's, that's a great message to share with our audience because I think many times we, we're dealing with it's more cha- the later the kids are, the later that we get them involved, the more challenging it is. I was just going to say, so if we could get them going early, if we could get them going, helping find finding items at the grocery store and teaching them what it is, what it looks like, where to find them, and then that translates to the kitchen, we'd be so much better off. Yeah, no matter what uh, food choices your kids make as they get older, um, the foods that they cook at home will always be healthier than the foods that you eat out in public. Because let's face it, you don't find oil-free plant-based cooking anywhere in the world yet. There's only two or three restaurants around the country that do it. Um, so there's just not a lot of it. We do it. We have a carryout service here. Um, but we're the only one in the city that, that offers especially oil-free vegan food. Um, and so it's just hard to do. But anything that you cook at home is healthier than what you cook out in public. That's just the nature of the beast. What tell us tell our audience what you use instead of oil or why you're able to prepare your foods without oil? Um, I think it's 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 easier than people think. If you teach people, and you can go to my uh, to the wellnessformhealth.com webpage and look at our YouTube channel, and you'll find a video of me sautéing without oil. So it's a pretty straightforward process. You use a little bit of water as necessary to deglaze your pan, or you can use vegetable broth if you want. I use a little sodium vegetable broth. Um, and and it, it makes it pretty easy. All of my recipes are structured so that that the oil-free cooking is an inherent part of the recipe. So you'll you'll get to get used to cooking that way if you follow those recipes. But in baking, I use applesauce in place of oil or butter. Uh, it works really well. Unsweetened applesauce it adds a lot of moisture uh, without adding a lot of its own flavor. So it's it's a pretty easy one to do. 
but it's um it's not as hard as people think <laughs> how about bananas you use bananas instead of applesauce um, not as much. I use bananas if I'm if I'm wanting something that has a banana flavor. So I tend to, to gear it towards what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, pureed prunes or something that some people use. Um, the applesauce, any kind of fruit puree, depending on what you're making, just keeping in mind that whatever you do is going to influence the flavor of the finished product. I just want to touch on kids in the kitchen again. And I love that because... Just again, I feel it's so important to get kids in the kitchen. What are some things that we can do to get kids in the kitchen or to help their parents out so we can turn kids cooking into adults cooking? I think a starting place might be um, getting kids in on the decision making. So you get them into the grocery store and and you're showing them some of the different vegetables that maybe they've never seen before and and letting them pick out the vegetables that they're going to eat at home for dinner that night. You know, let, let them have that say so that, you know, they get. Uh, that that freedom of choice for them is a very empowering kind of thing. And then, you know, looking at different ways to eat food. So it's, you're saying to a kid, look, we can make stir fry with your broccoli tonight. We can make a broccoli chowder or a broccoli bisque. We can make it into soup. What do you want to make? And do you want to help with that? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes a long way. Now, remember with younger kids, the attention span is about this big. It's about a minute long. <laughs> so you, you give them a, a tool or a bowl or whatever and, let them go as long as they are, and then they're going to be off doing their own thing again. But, you know, I had a four-year-old niece that um, would come down to my bakery when I had the bakery, and she would sit there for an hour and play with the bread dough and do different things if I let her. Uh, she'd make a mess, but, <laughs> you know, I think it was it was more important. She still cooks. She's a, a great cook now. She's uh, 19, 20 years old and uh, still cooking. So uh, it, it really does work getting them into that kitchen. Tell us, uh, your book is called The China Study Family Cookbook. For those of our listeners that might not be familiar with The China Study, can you tell us what that is? Yeah, The China Study is the probably still the largest study of human nutrition ever undertaken. Um, it looks at the relationship between diet and cancer in some 2,400 Chinese counties back in the 70s as this started. Um, and, and, and develop, showed a relationship between the amount of animal protein intake and, and different cancers. So it, it, it's, it's insane. There are 94,000 correlations that this book made, um, that the study made between, uh, cancer and diet and animal protein consumption and diet and cholesterol and, and fat and diet. 8,000 of them are what we call statistically significant which means that there's a real strong uh, connection between um, the, 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 the statistic and, and, and that relationship between diet and, and disease. So um, it's very, very powerful. It's, it's um, uh, sold over a million copies. Um, it informs a lot of what we do here in terms of, of diet. And uh, it shows that there is a relationship between um, um, animal foods, and not only cancer, but heart disease, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, acne, uh, on and on and on. The list is insane of the number of, of de- chronic diseases that are impacted by our dietary choices. Uh, it, it's led some to say there really is only one disease with lots of these little symptoms uh, that run around, and then one diet that addresses it all. When, when it says the China Study Family Cookbook, it's related to because the Campbell family? 
They're involved with the designing of the meals. Leanne Campbell is my my co-author and editor of the book, so she approves all of the uh, uh, recipes. But um, I pretty much got carte blanche on the recipes because uh, <laughs> we've we've worked together. This is our second cookbook together. The the last one I did was the China Study Quick and Easy Cookbook. But they design they 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 definitely their influences in making sure that all the meals fit into that low fat whole foods plant-based realm um that's that's what they care about the most and then beyond that they 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 really spend more time dr campbell uh, spends more time talking about the science uh, than he does about dinner his his wife really does the, the dinner side of the equation in that family <laughs> okay. in fact here his story in the book um when he when he says when they first started seeing this relationship between uh animal protein and and cancer uh it was karen his wife and he, he tells a story in the book that said that maybe we need to start eating less meat. And it's not like they went all vegan all at once, but they, they started cutting back on the amount of, of meat that they were consuming, and then eventually the dairy, and then eventually they went all in on plant-based. i, I got to ask you a difficult question here. If someone were to pick up your book and they had to find maybe one or two recipes, <laughs> I know it's like asking a, a parent what their favorite what their favorite child is, if someone picked up your book and they can only grab one or two recipes, where would you direct them to? Um, oh, Americans love it, so I always send them to mac and cheese first. Okay. Um, we, we are a mac and cheese society, so you, you can't go wrong there. It's a really good mac and cheese. It's relatively low-fat compared to many of the other versions on, 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 on the Internet, um, and it's got great flavor. So that's, that's one of my top ones. You can use that same cheese sauce that you make mac and cheese with to make quesadillas or to make pizza uh, scalloped potatoes, so there's any number of uses for it. And I'm a guy that likes to cook one thing and then find different ways to use it. So uh, start vegan. off with mac and cheese. Huh? So that's vegan, so there's no cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a potato base. Uh, it's potatoes and red pepper and onions and nutritional yeast, a little bit of lemon juice and garlic and salt, and that's about it. Before we wrap things up here, tell us where they can find the book, maybe you, where they can follow you, what, what's going on with you moving forward. Uh, of things you can find the book um, on Amazon or in major um, um, book retailers online and in stores. You can buy it at my website. We will um, um, sign it for you and ship it to you. Um, that's chefdelshroff.com. And you can follow me on Facebook. Um, look up Chef Del Shroff or Chef Del on Facebook and uh, check me out this Sunday. I'm doing my first. Facebook live cooking event. So we're going to get in the kitchen and, and prepare some of the recipes from the cookbook so that people can see how easy some of this is and uh, um, how tasty. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking around till the end. I want to thank Dell for coming on. That was awesome. So many takeaways there. I really think that getting the kids in the kitchen at an early age offers so many advantages. Just take, for example, some of our clients that we work with, they have issues with getting their kids to eat healthier when they're a little bit older. When I mean a little bit older, I'm talking about eight, nine, 10 years old. But if you get them started out as early as possible, then they'd be more interested in being involved in the kitchen, in grocery shopping, in helping with meal planning. And creating the meals and like making it fun. That means so much. And I think that taking a step back and listening to Dell's story and how he's he was able to make better choices and and improve his health, that's just a good example of the things that we can do together to make better choices in our lives. 
given that this is a family cookbook, I, I just think that when you open the book, there's so many takeaways that you can open up and be like, oh, I'm going to try this recipe. Dell mentioned his vegan mac and cheese. I actually got a chance to try it. It's absolutely amazing. So those are the things that you can expect when you pick up the book. Again, it's called the China Study Family Cookbook. I want to thank Lindsay from Bembella Books. They're actually, I've been working with Lindsay for years now, and she sends over these incredible authors and these books for us to have a look at and share on social media. So thanks to Lindsay, thanks to Ben Bella, thanks to Dell again for coming on and sharing his insights with us. If you want more details as to what we have going on, head over to trueformlife.com. This is where we do more of our nutrition and our fitness planning ourselves. So we have a seven-day plank challenge, for example. That's a great way for you to get started and, and offer, offer you like, a little bit of a challenge to get you going in the right direction. That's free. All you have to do is enter in your email address so we know exactly where to send that. All these past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. So if you miss any shows, all you have to do is head over to that website there and you can track all the shows and see what we've missed, like some of the past interviews we have from Ben Bella, for example, or more plant-based type of type of shows. We've done a handful of vegan shows as well. If you're vegan or want to learn more about it, exclusively for Exploring Mind and Body listeners, we're offering $1 our monthly membership. This is a $99 value is what we charge per month. We do recipes, grocery shopping lists, meal planning. We also put together fitness routines to help you get going in the right direction. And finally, we are offering, uh, we offer full support. So we're in there day in and day out asking questions or we have other members asking questions or answering questions a great little community that's only for a dollar so if you'd like to check that out head over to trueformlife.com don't forget about our free app that you can download on any apple device that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.